0: I just left the movie theater after watching a movie with my friends. I can't even remember what movie it was. I just remember it being in that specific complex after watching one. Now that I think back, I remember hearing a bike horn as I was walking to my car. It was around 8 or 9 pm. As I got in my car, I immediately locked my doors. You know that feeling of someone watching you? This is what I felt. I drove off and everything seemed to be fine, but it wasn't. At first, I tried to ignore it and just drove, but the feeling persisted. I was definitely being followed by a white car. When I would come to a stoplight, the car would stop awfully close. What made it more obvious that I was being targeted is they turned their high beams on. After what felt like a long game of cat and mouse, I thought I had finally lost whoever was following me. I finally made it home. I don't know if it was because I was shaken up, but I still felt like someone was watching me. I quickly ran up the stairs to my porch, opened and locked the door, feeling a sense of relief, but it didn't last long. A few minutes later, I heard a faint tapping on my window. When I looked up, i saw a clown outside staring in at me i screamed and ran to my bedroom locking the door behind me i called 911 immediately for what seemed like an eternity i heard laughter and tapping echoing throughout the house it was a chilling sound that made my blood run cold i was trapped alone with this nightmare clown person stalking me I'm crying and having a full-on panic attack at this point. I thought I was going to get raped, robbed, seriously hurt, or killed. Finally, the giggling stopped. I peeked out the window in my bedroom. The clown seemed to have left. Once the police arrived, I gave my statement, and we discussed who could this have been. A friend? Ex? I don't know. To this day, I have no idea who that clown was or what its intentions were, but one thing is for sure, I never want to encounter something like that again. I do want to note my story happened around the time all of those evil scary clown sightings were happening. I'm not entirely sure if you recall, but there were a group of people going around my city dressed as clowns. They even went as far as creating a Twitter. They would tweet where they would be and take photos of who they were stalking. Joke, prank, or whatever. This was not cool. Submit your questions to screamqueercast at gmail.com or by submitting them to the Instagram at screamqueerpodcasts and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe
1: to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony.
0: The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. going on everyone? Welcome back into the podcast. For those of you listening, I hope you are doing wonderful and as always hanging in there. I am pretty excited to announce that I am joined today by a special guest host. I have been really wanting to have someone from the LGBTQ plus community join me. And what better person than someone who is, I wouldn't say obsessed like me. Well, I don't know. We'll let him we'll let him speak for himself. Without further ado, everyone give a huge welcome to today's co-host, Ray. Hi. <laughs> How's it going?
1: It's good. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here today. Before we get started and kick things off, I do have to ask you, what is your favorite scary movie?
1: Oh, my favorite question. It's honestly a tie between the original Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer.
0: I Know What You Did Last Summer!
1: Yes, and I think it's always because of a bad bitch who's in it that you really want to like survive. Sarah Michelle Gellar and I Know What You Did Last Summer as Helen Shivers put up such a good fight in that whole scene that leads up to her death. Like, you're rooting for them. Those movies just really resonated with me because I was a 90s baby. And, like, those movies were out as I was growing up. And that was, like, kind of my introduction into horror. And then from there, it just got more elevated and more into, like, I don't know. Elevated? Yeah. Yeah. Like, elevated horror. I do
0: like some elevated horror films, though. Like, obviously, the most popular one is probably Hereditary, or even The uh, Witch. I haven't watched
1: it. It's still on my watch list, and I have not watched it
0: yet. You need to watch The Witch.
1: I know. Vince and I, um, my partner, um, we literally talk about wanting to watch it all the time, and we just never get to it. And I'm going to make it like an absolute priority. You need to, to watch, watch it watch and it. then
0: we need to have you back on so okay. you can give your review of it. Because it's, it's pretty good. Like it's, it's not like jump scary. Just like all those, mm-hmm. I think it's 8, 820, 828 mm-hmm. films. It's not jump scary. It just watching it, you
1: just feel like ugly. Okay. But let's like backpedal a little bit like i really talked about like loving you know um tatum and helen being like those girls like we're rooting for yeah what other like girls that have died in horror movies like have you like wanted to survive and like pissed you off because they died
0: for me uh it's always been helen shivers but have you <laughs> seen the texas chainsaw massacre at the beginning yes I forgot her name in the movie, but is she Jordana Brewster, the the main girl? I was kind of sad. I mean, going into that movie, this is why I I don't like prequels because we already know that what's gonna happen because they're not in the ones after. So I knew she was gonna die, but I really wanted her to live because I thought she was kind of like badass towards the end, like when she was like in the like bloody, gooey water with like a knife, like ready to just fuck up Leatherface. But then she ended up getting a chainsaw through the. I think she was driving or her or something. torso,
1: yeah. Honestly, I didn't think she was going to die. I was giving me very, like, Jessica Bill. Yeah. Uh, where she got away, and then the baby was, like, hiding in the backseat. Yes. I thought it was going to be that. So I was shook when, she, you know, she got a chainsaw through her torso. Yeah, And yes. just, like completely I, I wanted her to live. Yeah. I, I, to live. I honestly forgot about her death, but that is someone that I was shocked. Because yeah. she put up a good fight. Um, and then I love... Love, love Tara Reid in Urban Legends. Oh my gosh, um... What was her car- Sasha, Sasha, she was a yes. radio host. Sex radio host. Yes! Uh, again, like, a good chase scene. I don't know, like, it's those good chase scenes where, yeah. and they're pretty, that I'm just, like, yeah. always rooting for them to, like, have that chance. Yeah. And they all die on me. Yeah. I love Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And her bad boob job. Have
0: you heard of... Um, <laughs> that conversation with her and jenny mccarthy where they're going back and forth at each other no because i think jenny mccarthy asks her about like plastic surgery or something and then she gets very like defensive about it and then they start going back and forth and then jenny mccarthy's like and good luck on sharknado 18 or something like that (laughs) they're just they're just like going at it and it is so funny great
2: now so you're good and done not moving forward with plastic surgery I think I made that clear like about a hundred times I know Uh, (sighs) I I didn't hear that a hundred times I'm so sorry maybe you only read the bad things but I've been made that really clear so many years but so uh, does it read what you want to read. But I was so, about, you know, it was really nice talking to you and I really good luck with your show and um well, good and luck to you too. Awesome. And I'm so excited about Sharknado and I hope you stay married. And I hope oh, that well, you stay married too. Knees get a little wobblier than they already are. So oh, think my a good knees day. oh yeah, I hope your tits get even nicer because they're amazing. Same guy as mine, right? Thank you, yes. Same Fantastic. Yes. Same guy. I'll always yeah. use your advice. You're <laughs> the best. Bye. Love you, Tara. Good luck with Sharknado 18.
1: Who else is there? Uh, Danielle Harris. Oh my god, I don't know why her name was Oh, somebody. Danielle Harris? Yes. Oh yes. Um
0: I I I liked her her portrayal of Annie Brackett yes. better than the original.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um I thought she was so beautiful. Yes. And then like seeing her get like slaughtered in her house in the first one. I was like, Oh my God, that sucks. Cause again, another pretty girl died. Yeah. And then to find out she survived all those wounds in the Halloween two, And to see that slow motion slaughter, like and hearing, you don't yeah. even see it. You just see that slow motion, like edit of her running out of the bathroom. Yeah. And her just screaming for her life is probably one of the most emotional things I had ever yes. went through. I felt really embarrassed, like being teary eyed in the theater. Like, hearing her scream for her life and knowing that she was done. Um, Because you really got
0: attached to like this version of this character and uh, listening to their, their podcast going back to them again. uh, Talk scary to me. um, They scout Compton always talks about how that was probably one of her hardest scenes to, to do because she said, seeing her like laying there like dead and like bloody it it really like fucked her up, and yeah. that's that's so crazy. That yeah, that like seems that. just
1: seems so emotional because she's just like holding her like yeah. naked and just like. Oh, I couldn't even imagine, like, getting, like, those scars, like, really, yeah. like, slashed open. I don't know. It's traumatizing. Yeah.
0: I would have said Kirby Reed, but Kirby Reed didn't end up dying. <sighs> yeah, she's a bad bitch.
1: <laughs> I love her.
0: Love um, yeah, Reed. that is
1: someone who I didn't think would come back in the Scream franchise. Yeah. Um, so I was really excited when she was able to come back. What
0: did you think of her
1: return in Scream 6? I loved it. Um, I felt like Kirby was different in a way, though. I don't yeah. know. I felt like kirby in four was like such a badass who just was like a little rebel child and this like huge horror fanatic where you get a glimpse of that in six but i felt yeah. like she's her character still just changed slightly yeah and i couldn't figure out what it was but nonetheless i was really excited was that to have wig. her back what was that it was that that wig that she chose <laughs> yeah she needed her short hair Yeah, uh, kirby's hair was iconic in four yeah
0: do you ever think that like there would be like a final gay or like someone who or even like a like a, a trans actress or something just some sort of like representation of the LGBTQ plus community in like a horror films like I I want to see that.
1: I do too, but I almost feel like it would be like a parody where a gay was like in the movie like as a final gay. I couldn't see it being like, yeah. oh, he's going to live. Um, I think if I was that final gay, I would die. Like I did You would kill. die? Yeah, I think I'd make it halfway through the film. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. um, I would hope I wouldn't die first. But a trans actress that I love right now, I'm all Sasha Colby. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. Uh, She would actually end up being the killer. Um... (laughs) Wait, can we just talk
0: about that for a moment? Did you watch the Blame It On The Edit episode of RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh,
1: absolutely. I was in Vegas, and I didn't even hit the strip until I could watch that episode.
0: Okay, honestly, I have not been keeping up with that season, but I watched that episode, and it was... It it was everything. Mm-hmm. Like, her whole, like, the barbed wire, Pamela Anderson callback, yes. and the, like, alien look in the music. It was so good. I was living.
1: I am a Sasha Colby stan. Um, I think it's amazing that a very well-known queen yeah. is, like, getting this far in the season just because they normally don't make it far when your name's well-known. Yeah. Well known. yeah. And like, Sasha like, Colby, sugar and
0: spice, huh? Like, they're... Uh,
1: well we did they're oh, tiktok well known i like them they're they're, they're, funny. Cute. I'm
0: they're no, funny i'm just kidding but, they were, um,
1: yeah. but they're But they not sasha colby
0: yes they're not um
1: and i love sasha colby i would not be mad if she takes the crown but in full transparency i am an anitra stan and same I want her team to take anitra
0: it. i she
1: walks that fucking duck the fucking and duck walk, she yes. better duck walk to that crown
0: yes 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 So switching up gears a little bit, uh, I do want to get into the listener's submitted stories. We got
1: some good ones. Okay, so I'm definitely not going to say any names or locations because I'm truly scarred. This happened last year about three months after I had gotten out of a long-term relationship and was looking for a rebound. I was heartbroken, okay? I matched with this guy on Bumble and we hit it off right away. We exchanged a few flirty messages, exchanged nudes, and agreed to meet up at his place one night. When I arrived at his apartment, let's just say, things got hot pretty quickly. Then he started acting strange. He kept insisting that I call him by a specific name, which I found odd, but went along with it. Then he started to ask me to do things that were way beyond my comfort zone. I prefer not to say because I don't want to trigger or offend anyone. It's just not for me. I tried to tell him that I wasn't comfortable with what he was asking, but he didn't seem to care. He just kept pushing and pushing until I finally got up and said I had to leave. I scrambled to put my clothes back. As I was heading out, that's when things took a truly terrifying turn. He started getting aggressive, grabbing me and trying to force me to stay. I managed to break free and run out of the apartment, but he followed me out into the street, screaming and threatening me. He pulled out a pocket knife And fumbled to open it it ends up following buying me more time to get into my car I felt like I was moving in slow motion I was shaking I drove off then I called the police after days of communication with police and other authorities it turned out that he had a history of sexual assault and had been using a fake name on the dating app it was a truly horrifying experience and it taught me to be more careful when it comes to casual hookups
0: Oh my God. What would you do in that situation?
1: I, okay. So I think I'd never experienced something scary, but we're all familiar with like the grinder app. Yeah. And the one time I had used it, um, I've never actually used that app, but go on. <laughs> oh yeah. I would never use it again, but I was like 18 and I met up with this guy that I thought was really cute. Yeah. Um, And, like, we were having great conversation. And then when I met him, um, it was already traumatizing because, you know, I'm, like, 5'10". And he was, like, (laughs) 4'9". Like, really short and spoke no English. So I was so confused as to, like, how we were carrying such great conversation. And I was, like, am I getting catfished? Am I getting punked? And I didn't want to just take off. So... I went into his apartment and I speak Spanish. So I was able to carry a conversation with him, but I felt really uncomfortable the entire time. And so we watched a horror movie. Um, I was like, okay, we're watching. It was what he had on DVD. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, like we can watch that. And I could tell he was like trying to get closer yeah. because it was a horror movie, but I was just really uncomfortable, and as soon as the movie finished, I was like, I have to go. Why did you waste your time? I don't know. I should have just left, but I don't know. A part of me felt bad, and then there was a part of me that was like, okay, like maybe like we will hit it off, and we never did. Yeah. But I was just like, I really just showed up into this stranger's
0: house. Uh, yeah so when he was carrying on those conversations were they in english no
1: well on the app yes what? like very fluid like english and then when we met in person he didn't know it english was a at all.
0: story what the fuck right maybe he had someone like write it for him i he had a ghost writer for or the... like
1: translator app maybe
0: oh true yeah yeah
1: yeah that was <laughs> yeah
0: i couldn't even imagine and yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's no way I could, that's just so scary to me. Like it's sketchy. Like I, I don't trust anyone as it is. And yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know. Especially like when you see someone's messaging, it's like four feet away. I'm like, Ooh. Oh, it tells <laughs> you your, like location. Yeah, It tells you where is, they're at. Is that how all those apps are now? Like, I think is... so. That's... Um, At least that's how it was like way back when, but that's weird. I'm like, if I was at home and they're like 50 feet away, I'm like, okay, is that my neighbor? Oh my like God, you yes, never you know. knew and i had no, a really hot no. neighbor so sometimes angry. i was hopeful <laughs> oh. <laughs> i am too paranoid for all of that
0: i had just moved into an apartment in san francisco the building was old and had a lot of character but it also had a creepy vibe to it okay it was a bit run down but i was proud to be on my own I was excited to explore the city's much popular LGBTQ scene. I quickly made new friends and started going out to clubs and bars. But as the weeks went by, strange things started happening in my apartment. At first, it was just small things, a door closing, or I would hear footsteps in the hallway when I knew no one was there. There was even a time I brought a guy back. I claimed to have felt uneasy and seen something standing next to my couch. One night, I woke up to find a dark figure standing at the foot of my bed. I was paralyzed with fear, unable to move. I couldn't process what was happening. All I could feel was fear and confusion. The figure approached me and I almost felt my body become more and more cold as it got closer. I blinked and the figure was gone. I was left alone in the darkness. I tried to shake it off, but the feeling of dread wouldn't leave me. As the days went by, I constantly felt as if I was being watched, which grew stronger. I started to notice on baseboards and wall dividers, strange symbols etched into those areas of my apartment. They looked like they were written in red crayon or some sort of red ink. There were some in pencil, too. I tried to ignore it, dismissing it as nothing more than someone that used to live here liked to doodle on walls. One night, I heard a knock at my door. When I opened it, there was no one there. But I could smell a foul odor. It smelled like feces. Then something blew in my ear. These occurrences kept happening. I was hoping things would get better why was this happening to me after some time i started to share my encounters with friends and family apparently my apartment building had a dark history the symbols on the walls were the remnants of an alleged satanic cult that had used the building for their rituals what on earth was trying to contact me i moved out in the next few weeks and never looked back but even now at times I can still feel the presence of the evil that lurked in that building. And I know that I was lucky to escape with my life. Don't recommend. I mean, I'm glad she got out with her life, but I wonder, like, what it was trying to do to her.
1: Right. She could have got possessed. Do you believe in possession? I do. Me too. Yeah. Do you believe in Ouija boards?
0: I do. (laughs) I don't (laughs) fuck with those.
1: Yeah. um... Oh my god. I played with them a lot. I think, like, in my senior year of high school, I blamed The Craft for me <sighs> wanting to...
0: Such a good movie, but no. So good. <laughs> You're not supposed to copy them. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if me and my best friend were trying to just see what would happen, but scary shit definitely did come, like, to experience. And I sometimes feel like things still happen based on playing with it. And if I could like take it back, I would.
0: Um, Do you still experience, like, did you like, like what exactly like did you experience? And are you like still experiencing like that now?
1: um, I think like after the initial times we played, um, when I would walk home, I would feel like this presence with me and almost weighted on my shoulders So I would, like, try to speed walk home to get home faster to feel secure. And there was one night where I went into my room and just put on, you know, a movie. And all of a sudden, this, like, banging, like, hit my window. And we had this, like, chain link fence that if someone opened the gate or climbed it, you could definitely hear someone, you know, entering. And... I didn't hear any of that. And I didn't have my TV up super loud because I didn't want to wake anyone up. Uh, My room was right next to my grandma. So I was like really trying to be mindful about like being too loud. Um, But this banging on the window scared the shit out of me. And I came out of my room because I wanted to know, you know, like who did it. And then my uncle from the other side of the house comes out of his room. and He looks terrified. He's like, did you hear that? And I was like, hear what? And he was like, there was banging on my window. And I was like, there was banging on mine too. So we went outside and there is no sign of anyone who entered or anything. Um, and I almost feel like it was because we played with the, the Ouija board. board. And my best friend the next day like said she had bruises of what looked like handprints on her the inner sides of her thighs, mm-hmm. which was terrifying. And we... Didn't want anything to happen after that, so we ended up taking the Ouija board to a party and putting it under someone's bed, um, because we had seen that like if you give the Ouija board to someone else, like the spirits will leave you alone. Oh my god! That's so <laughs> fucked up. I know, but I didn't want to be like harassed anymore, or, like you know. Yeah. And
0: it was there a follow up like from the whoever was we in the
1: don't bar? talk to that person, so oh, we don't know if it ever oh affected them. It's so <laughs> shitty. I know. Damn. Um. Yeah, and, like, there was a few other occurrences, but, like, sometimes I feel like I experience sleep paralysis. Uh-huh. And it's only when I sleep, like, with my back, like, I don't know. What, how do On you your call back? It? On my back. <laughs> <laughs> um, where sometimes I feel like that spirit that I used to feel, like, that just energy, like, I sometimes feel like it holds me down. And I wake up paranoid because I'm aware that I can't move and i'm even just like trying to move like my pinky to scratch my fiance to like get him to move me and i can't and it's so traumatizing because there's times where it's like eight minutes of me just like feeling like trapped and sometimes i think it's because of the ouija board and i think spirits and evil energy is very fucking real and if i could take it back i would yeah so would
0: you recommend playing with the Ouija board? Fuck no.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. We Even did. if you want to just see what happens, just don't do it. Yeah. I, so like, d-
0: did it really move? Like when you, when you would give it questions? Like is, or is it just.
1: I feel like it did. And you know, sometimes you like want to question your friends. I'm like, okay, are you like trying to be funny? Like, I
0: didn't move it. I like, didn't move
1: it. Yeah. Um, but there was times where it felt really weighted um, and it you could tell it wasn't coming from like the side that your friend was on so there were times where I really believed in it and I I don't know for some reason was so infatuated with it at that time That I think it's just so stupid.
0: Yeah, and like what's crazy to me is they sell this in yeah, the like, toy section yes. And I think it's made by, like, Mattel or... I
1: honestly think I got mine from Target. (laughs) Yeah, they sell
0: it at Target. They they have them at the Halloween store during Halloween time. Like, Mm -hmm. these i don't know and
1: i'm the one who bought it but like my grandma is so against them that i knew i couldn't have it in my house yeah so i took it to my best friends and eventually we just had to get rid of it yeah so i don't think it's wherever you get it from if you're inviting that kind of energy in, it's yeah it's gonna it's gonna follow it's gonna come in um so yeah 10 out of 10 don't recommend yeah
0: well i'm glad you're not possessed or anything
1: that we know of (laughs) <laughs> I know, saying. I'm talking
0: to whatever came through. <laughs> Let's move on. 911,
2: where is your emergency?
3: Uh, my house.
2: Okay, what's the emergency?
3: Uh, I just killed my mom and my sister.
2: You just killed your mother and your sister? How did you do that? Uh,
3: I shot them with a uh, twenty two revolver.
2: Are you sure they're dead?
3: Yes.
2: Okay, I want you to stay on the phone with me, okay? Are you all right?
3: Yeah, I'm fine. Okay.
2: Where is the gun? Uh,
3: it's on the kitchen counter.
2: Is there any reason that you were so angry at your mother and your sister? Uh, I
3: don't know. I, uh, I wasn't, it's weird. I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. I've been kind of, uh... Planning on uh, killing for a while now.
2: And, the the two um, of them, or just anybody?
3: Pretty much anybody.
2: Why? I don't
3: know. I uh, I I don't really like uh, people's uh, kind of attitude.
2: Right.
3: I think they're kind of they're very uh, like you know emotional. I don't know verbally rude to each other and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. It's okay. It's just my family. I don't know. They're just kind of really. I, I guess this is really selfish to say, but to me they. I felt like they were just suffocating me in a way. I don't know. Uh, I, I. I think. I'm, obviously, you know, I'm pretty. Uh, I guess evil. But uh, that's.
2: Uh, whatever. Okay. you, No, don't be sorry. I'm listening. Okay, you have my undivided attention.
3: This this is really gonna mess me up for this. You know, in the future, uh, see, my sister, I told my sister that my mom needed her. Mm-hmm. She was in her room, and she came out of her room, and uh, I shot her, rolled down the stairs, and I shot her again, and I went down, and I shot my mom about maybe three or four times, but I'll never forget that my uh, sister, she came down the stairs, and she was dreaming, and I was telling her that I'm sorry, but that just told Bill that, you know, I was just going to, make it go away you know but she just kept on freaking out but finally she fell down and I shot her in the head about probably three times.
2: So they're both downstairs? Uh yes. Okay where are you? In the kitchen. Okay you're not sitting by the gun are you?
3: No it's about like 10 or 15 feet away from me. All
2: right where's your dad?
3: He's out of town.
2: Do you know where he is out of town?
3: Washington D.C. And uh to for I guess future reference, I don't really want to see any of my family members, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, and visiting or whatever. I, I don't know how it works or anything, but I I just don't want any type of visitors.
0: The way he was talking, uh, it almost it seemed like something was like not wrong, that's not the right word to say, but it seemed like he had a condition
1: yeah he was very like discombobulated in his words yes he couldn't really pinpoint why he did it yeah um and it was just so nonchalant like just very calm right which makes it seem so much more evil yeah you just killed two of your family members and your only thought is hold still so it can stop okay
0: so this happened in texas In October of 2012, and his name was Jake Evans. He spent 20 minutes calmly recounting how he shot and killed his mother and sister, calling himself evil. It's weird, and even voiced Evans told the 911 dispatcher. I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. I've been kind of planning on killing for a while now. Yeah, so he was 17, of parker county texas and he was arrested after he called police and yeah his mother jamie evans was 48 and his sister was 15 years old her name was mallory evans oh my gosh that's so awful that is so awful i guess this is really selfish to say but to me i felt like they were just suffocating me in a way i don't know obviously you know i'm pretty i guess evil oh my god maybe he was
1: yeah, there just definitely had to be like hatred something or something. Going
0: on. But he just sounded so, just like he didn't give a fuck. When yeah, he just, like did. he,
1: it was almost like he was satisfied with doing it. Oh my god! So when it...
0: apparently when police arrived at the home, Evans was standing outside with his hands in the air, and he was arrested without incident. According to police authorities, believe Evans' father was out of town on a business trip when the shootings happened. Yikes! That's that's awful. That's
1: I'm just, so awful. I'm more shocked that he said, you know, when he's caught, he doesn't want visitors. He doesn't want his family to yeah, see he him. Yeah, he's does want him to visit him. Jesus. I just, I just don't, I want to understand more of the motive around, like, clearly he didn't like people at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and maybe he didn't want to be addressed with, like, his actions after the fact. Yeah.
0: So, should we dive into some questions?
1: Yes, I feel like we got some really good ones.
0: Yes, thank you so much for submitting questions, everyone. If you submitted a question for this episode, thank you. I appreciate you, because you and I both put out uh, on on our social media uh, for you guys to ask us questions, and juicy questions, too, so... It's quite a bit of them, and I, I want to do them all. I don't think I've ever done this many questions on an episode, but it's a special occasion, so let's go ahead and dive right into them.
1: Okay, so the first one was, if you both can share, how was it for you to come out? Is there anything you wish you could have changed around how it happened? You go first. Oh, man. um, I think I came out, like, when I was 16... Um, And it wasn't by choice. Um, Oh, no, I was 14. Jesus. I was a freshman in high school. And I thought it was really cool to get asked to go to a party with this senior guy who I thought was really cute but never addressed it because I wasn't out, clearly. Um, And I... Had never really drank before, and uh, I think this is why I hate like gold Jose Cuervo so much because <laughs> I was just downing it. Like, who drink even drinks that anymore? Uh, that are UV <laughs> vodka, like, if you're still drinking that, seek help, please, <laughs> immediately. Or hypnotic. Oh, oh well, my god, <laughs> hey, it's actually still really good. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it by choice. No, <laughs> hypnotic with sprite, you're oh, not delicious. Um, but anyways, um, so I guess I drunkenly text my mom asking if she was home and she wasn't. Um, some unfortunate event happened with like a family friend that they knew, um, where my mom and my sisters were not at my house and I was very blacked out at this time. Um, so everything was explained to me after the event, um, But I guess I encouraged um, this person to take me home. And I allowed this person to come inside. And we were getting, I guess, down and dirty in my living room. And in walked my mom and my sisters. Oh my god. Right. And um, I honestly couldn't tell you what happened. I... Yeah, I I feel so bad. Um, I wish I could like take it back because I feel like it ruined um, the other person's you know life um, because authorities got involved um, because I was under we were all underage and um, I don't remember anything other than waking up in the hospital um, being told that I had alcohol poisoning oh my God. Um, and. If I wanted to press charges, and I didn't because I clearly had an attraction to this person. Um, And it was horrible because not only did that person go to school with my sister, they were both seniors. My sister knew who this person was, so they were able to like identify them immediately. Um, But then everybody knew. My friends were getting contacted. My mom went through my phone anyone who she suspected was gay, like she told their parents like what had happened and I didn't feel like that was her place. So I felt like I was really angry with her and my entire family knew. Um, and it's, it's more irritating because I felt like my family's always known. I shown, you know, I grew up around women. Like I hated being around guys um, where I felt as if It shouldn't have been such a big deal. Like, if you already had a sense of, like, that I was gay, like, why blow it up to be this crazy? So I would change all of that. I wish I could have came out on my own terms. And I wish it didn't come at, you know, the sake of all of my friends and the person who was involved having to come out as well. Um, It's something I truly wish I could change, and I, I just can't. And I just take that as a learning experience, like, going forward. What about you? Um, Well,
0: first, I is like, are you accepted now, like in your?
1: Yes, Um, I would say now. Like, I'm a very confident person. Um, I'm probably a little too confident, Um, but I love who I am. I think I've always known I was gay. Um, Mariah Carey did it for me as a kid. (laughs) Oh my god! Like I owned all of her albums like you know cds tapes so it should have been no surprise to my family it's that's why i think the whole story is so irritating is because like i didn't grow up around guys so when i would want to go do things with friends in the neighborhood my mom would be like just go play barbies with your sister (sighs) um and i was like oh yeah you know why not so and they would dress me up and stuff so i'm like you guys kind of like enabled me in a sense but Now, like, I'm fully out, I'm fully confident in who I am, and I'm also someone who will not let anyone talk about my sexuality in any kind of negative manner, because I'm really good about sticking up for myself and not dealing with that kind of bullshit. Um, I just wish that outcome would have, you know, been so much different on my own terms. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Well, mine definitely wasn't that, it wasn't wasn't traumatizing. Uh, I'm so sorry that happened. Uh, but, um, it was just, uh, my, was like the, the usual, like, um, the typical story of just growing, growing up in, uh, like a, str- a straight world, uh, kids asking me like, are you gay? Cause I was, I was very flamboyant and very, very girly as what some people would, would tell me. Um, I hung around with all the girls. Uh, would you play like on the monkey bars? yes but i was very cautious because i didn't like to get dirty so (sighs) i was very like oh my god i don't want to get hurt and yeah i i i rarely played football um during during recess all of that um but yeah i i was mainly drawn to the like women and the girls in my family uh very similar to to you although i kept playing with i I would play barbies with my sister but i kept that on the like dl like nobody knew besides my sister um and also my like lit like cousins like i would play brat dolls with them and then yeah so but anyway so coming out like high school i've mentioned how that wasn't really fun for me like um the the names and like are you gay blah blah, blah. and then it, it was really scary for me because it, my family uh was very like masculine like even my my dad who was the nicest person like there are times where like he would make like gay jokes or oh that guy looks like a like a F word and just, and like all my like guy cousins and my, my uncles would make jokes about like gay people. So right there was my first red flag to like not come out. And like, that's probably what added to my anxiety and my fear of coming out. So yeah, I, 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 I didn't come out until I was my, I think it was my, yeah, my senior year, second semester. And I just said, fuck it. And I did it on MySpace. And I I put a blog out because everybody was already asking me. I had had my first boyfriend and I I posted it. And then someone found out or someone read it. And then it just, it spread like wildfire and everyone knew. But my dad. So after, after I came out during high school on MySpace, I left my dad's house to move with my mom, who is a lesbian. And she's been married to her wife for, I believe, over 25 years now um and cuz i thought it it would be easier so while i lived there something was just telling me just tell your dad just tell your dad just tell your dad and i ended up telling my dad via text <laughs> the most cowardly way um and he was completely understanding and he was like i'm going to love you either way and if if that's one thing that i i wish every every person who's come out can experience it's It's having that acceptance from from both sides, and I'm I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I honestly do wish like everyone's coming out story was as like smooth. Well, it wasn't it wasn't that smooth, but like you do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no,
1: I I know you talked about it in like a previous episode and. I love that you were still able to come out in your own terms, whether or not like you weren't ready to tell everybody. Yeah, You got to tell your story. Although
0: there were some, some slip ups here and there There because people who I had confided in were telling other people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, here and there, it wasn't like, like crazy.
1: Yeah. No, I still love that. Like even now, like I know you have a very close relationship with your dad and I love that, you know, he's very supportive of like your podcast and, it's amazing to know that you can just so openly talk about yeah. your history knowing that he's an active listener. Yeah. Uh, so, hi, Ralph Anthony's dad. Oh, my God. Hey, You're dad. Great. <laughs> but, no, seriously, though, like, I still
0: give him shit to this day. I'm like, how did you not fucking, like, right. like nail it? I was bumped, like, loud. I had a big old, like, CD player that had these big old Sony speakers with bass. <laughs> Britney Spears, like... Danny Kane, all like the gayest music. And I'm like, Dad, how did you not know? You were in the room next to mine and you could not hear all this gay music. Like, but in his defense, he is a DJ. So he's always liked all types of music. Like, he was never just one type of like like genre he had right. he had to like anything like he always told me as long as it has a good beat and like it gets people dancing i don't care who sings it or what it sounds like so i mean in his defense but
1: still even how i acted Mm-hmm. literally same um i was just always around girls and it's so funny because I had this huge trunk of toys and I would hide all of my sister's Barbies in there oh my God. because I wanted to play with them. Yeah. And um, just like distinctively, I remember them having the Spice Girls and NSYNC Barbies. And I specifically wanted Posh Spice and Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. Because I was in love with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Um, and that I think him and Leonardo DiCaprio is how I knew I was gay growing yeah. up. Which horror movie would you like to be in? Which one do you think you'd survive in, and which one do you think you'd die in? That's a give.
0: That's a given. What horror movie do I want to be in? And what movie? Scream. Definitely a Scream. I want Ghostface to just slaughter me.
1: But I want to be in it with Nev. But I you gotta pay
0: her. You gotta pay her.
1: They need to pay her. And Figure they need to pay she... me too. So if
0: I'm gonna be in this movie, I need to be paid. <laughs> and I need to get killed. I want like Casey Becker and Steve like on me. That's what I want. What about you? Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I would say scream. Um, I we never gave any backstory.
0: That's kind of like how we clicked.
1: What the scream
0: Scream? franchise? The scream franchise. That's what that's what brought us together.
1: It is. Um, We didn't really know each other, and I found out from mutual people that we both know that we're more similar than we think yeah um and i was a little closed off to it at first um but the more i got to just speaking to you and getting more involved in your podcast i realized how much we have in common yeah and we just get along so well yeah um, but Scream, yeah, was definitely the start of it all. It was um, we got list. to um, experience Scream 6 at the premiere together. Yes. And I made sure that we sat with each other to kind we of had go to. through. We had to. So
0: like you could like look over at me or I could
1: like turn on and be like, what? Right. What? I but felt yeah. like I was fidgeting so much because I was just so anxious. Um, I know. But it was so it was, good. It was, good. It was <laughs>
0: really good. It's definitely up there. It's yeah. definitely up there.
1: I don't think I'd survive. Let me just call it for what it is. Yeah. I'd love to be in Scream. I would not survive. But I'd want my death to be really fucking good.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in a screen film, like, would you even want to survive? Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. I'd want to do, like, a one and done. Like, here yeah. I am and just just kill me.
1: Yeah, I would. That sounds yeah.
0: so demented. and Just <laughs> saying kill me. I want to be gutted. Like,
1: who says that? It's just, they, honestly, the screen franchise produces some of the most iconic deaths. Yeah. So mine would have to be iconic.
0: This question is... evolution or christianity do you choose faith or logic or a little of both you start that's we're
1: getting deeper now you guys yeah this definitely took a turn um i would say a little bit of both you know i'm not someone who would really consider myself to be very religious but i do believe there is a higher power and we're continuing to evolve like every single day where I feel like it's all just like naturally happening. Yeah. Where I don't know. I am not someone who really like tries to force like my beliefs into like anyone's head or like, just like saying like, this is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely think it can be a little bit of both. Uh, I'm definitely on
0: more on the evolution side of, of things. Uh, Uh, On earlier episodes um, I've mentioned that I don't have a uh, really healthy relationship with religion I, in my opinion this is my opinion, and I do not hate anybody or dislike anybody who is into religion to each their own, but I uh, in my opinion, I just I, I don't agree with a lot of things that come out of these religions and um, I think I'm just gonna just leave it leave it at that. But I, I, I do believe in a higher power and I do believe that in all things good. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I I don't I don't gravitate towards any. I, I, I just I, I don't know
1: who's who's right. There's so many. So like if you well, are to say one, one is better than the other one. Yeah. More accurate, like, like an accurate depiction.
0: Yeah. Like which one is the, the, the real deal? Like if I'm, if I'm a Buddhist is, is, is that the same? Am I going to go to the exact same place as someone who's Christian or, or, right. or, or Catholic? Like I just, it is, that part doesn't make sense to me. So that's where I'm kind of like, Ugh, I, I, I don't want to.
1: No, I definitely see how that... I'm moves definitely moves nervous because I'm stuttering a lot. I'm like,
0: I, uh,
1: <laughs> You're good. I definitely see how like that pushes you more to the evolution side of things just because it can get a little more tricky when yeah. it comes to yeah. religious viewpoints.
0: Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. What is your stance with LGB Alliance and its oppositions to LGBT? I was reading that one founder believes lesbians are on the verge of extinction due to gender identity issues. What are your thoughts?
1: Yikes. Ooh, such a controversial topic. Very controversial. Um, you can't have the LGBT, I'm going to put an emphasis on the T, plus community without any one of those letters. Yes. Um, each single person within any of those categories matters and a lot of people i think try to rule out the trans community when they are such a huge staple and the fucking foundation of this community so i definitely just think that it's going to continue to evolve and we need to just be open to it. It doesn't matter how one identifies you are a part of a community that belongs and that matters. And if you have a problem with it, then that's your own issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I,
0: when I was, when I had, uh, looked into this, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Like it is so regressive, like of this, whatever this this is this alliance like it's just so uh, it's disgusting because the founder believes that lesbians are on the verge of extinction due to gender identity
1: issues like what the fuck does that even mean like it's such a cop-out like it, it, yeah how are they gonna be having gender identity issues when they know who they are exactly they know who they're attracted to exactly. and let them love who they want to love
0: and let them be and identify like how they want and i know i've said in prior episodes that i it is i because i i am still learning as i am a part of this community we are all still learning it's just if you put in the work to educate yourself i think that's that's good like that's a solution and these people, they're not educating themselves, and it's it makes me really sad because we're supposed to be progressing and getting better and just inclusive and diverse, exactly. and that's the complete and opposite of it. You know, like honestly, going back so much, and it's and just to see other people who I'm sure have gone through similar struggles, like mm-hmm. I'm like with coming out or just being them themselves just to be so discriminatory towards people in their own community it's just it makes me so sad like this yeah i'm i'm not we are not for lgb like no
1: absolutely not it's definitely like you said you know regressive and it it's really sad to know that we already have to deal with it from people who are not a part of this community even to this current day and we have to deal with it from within as well like it just it it defeats the whole purpose of being inclusive and diverse and striving to make more impactful changes that just better our chances of survival exactly exactly and I mean know
0: your do your homework know your history there are some trans pioneers who fought for us um while well, they died at Stonewall. Yes. No one died at Stonewall. Did you have have you seen that?
1: No one died. <laughs> no
0: oh one they died. didn't die. Nobody died there. No, have but they that? have have you seen that that clip of Derek Barry And and, and Willow. <laughs> yes. he's like people people were killed. And then Willam's like, no one died at Stonewall. He's like, no one died at Stonewall? Is it ever okay to pursue a sexual relationship with somebody that you work with? What do you think?
1: yes and no um yes yes and no why um why i've done it <laughs> oh. um i think in the moment you know like it's exciting you know like we okay. nobody knew we were fucking um it was really exciting to just like know like okay after work you know we're gonna go hook up but then when you stop it's awkward as shit yeah. like you're not talking to this person people start noticing you guys are like not like really not talking yeah and eventually you have to tell someone like oh it's because of this so oh, fuck them you know i think yeah i don't think it's the greatest idea like in the like long-term end result but i think in the moment it's just that like exhilarating like adrenaline feeling of like this is fun, yeah, and you don't know where it's gonna go. But Did I it jeopardize
0: like... anything, like with 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 your job or anything, or
1: no, no, no not really. And at that time too, like, I was like a regular employee. Like, had I been in a management position, hooking up with like no, one of my employees, like, oh, forget it. That is a he nightmare. Was a regular employee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I can agree with that. I mean, if it's fun and it's fun, whatever for you, then go for it. But I mean, if it's going to put your job online, then I would say don't go for it. Uh, and the person who submitted this question, (laughs) uh, don't do it because it's going to put your job on the line. Um, but no, yeah, I, I mean, if you're for it, I mean, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I'm for it, just as long as it. I mean, doesn't fuck with your shit.
1: Right. I mean, if one of you plan on quitting, then yeah, fuck yeah, each other, just you're gonna it it out. Then fuck everyone there.
0: <laughs> fuck them all, <laughs> and then fuck that job too, because yeah. But yeah, uh, if you think it's okay and you feel it's right, then go for it. What do you think the future of sex and sexuality looks like, and how do you see it evolving over time? i love that people are more open to talk about sex people are more open with their sexuality they share Things. Some of my girlfriends are sharing like vibrators that they're using. They're like, Oh yeah, I use this one. It has like a tongue. There's like a rose vibrator now that the girls are like, all crazy for like
1: suggesting different ones. I'm like, they're sharing them that's so insanitary. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know that's
0: do not do not share your sex. I'm like, tour. can I
1: borrow your flesh track? <laughs> no, do not. I don't have
0: it anymore. It has worms. No, I know. It had worms. Terrifying. Um but, yeah, no, don't share your fucking sex toys, but no, like they're they're sharing and like talking openly about like, oh, I used my vibrator last night, um I had sex with my boyfriend, my whoever, and it I think it's great i I love the direction that we're going in, and uh especially with like the the only fans sex,
1: sex workers sex yeah.
0: workers and 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 all that. I
1: get your bag. That's all I have to say around that. Like, yeah, with sp- specifically with like sex workers who like, just for fans, only fans, whatever like yeah. platform you use, get your bag. Do it. Like, there is someone who is loving the content yes. you're putting out, and why not make money and off of it? Keep putting it
0: on Twitter at uh, f- like those little previews that you guys for do? us broke bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've subscribed to quite a quite a few, but I don't know. I feel guilty whenever I do it. I I don't know why. Have you ever subscribed to any, anybody? Um, and did you feel guilty when you did? <sighs> yes. I feel I like mean, I shouldn't have been subscribing cause I, right. There's... But
1: I almost feel like there's the same guilt, like watching porn, you know? Porn. No, I don't
0: feel guilt in that. Really?
1: No, I don't feel guilt in porn. I just, I, m-
0: my thing is, is cause it's available to us for free. Why yeah. am I paying, paying for it? this? When I already know, especially when they, when they show previews on their, on their Twitter <laughs>
1: Like, what? Maybe you're like curious to know, like, does it get juicier than that? Like, yeah. you're contributing to someone's local business. <laughs> true, true. Support local business. Support but, yeah. local sex workers or non-local. Yeah. I love that people are like able to be like more open about talking about it because it's not a secret. Everyone fucks. Everyone sex. Everybody gets. Everybody. Money. We know that don't play so like just make it be normal conversation especially when it's like with people you're comfortable with of course it it just helps like i don't know create like good conversation yeah um yeah i think it's going to continue to evolve i think people are going to be more open to just like the non-traditional like forms of like sex and sexuality Mm -hmm. and it's going to continuously change. Like who knows what it's going to look like in, yeah. you know, the next three to five years. But yeah. I definitely think that it's just going to continuously progress. Yeah.
0: Speaking of traditional coming from the missionary queen over here, <laughs> <laughs> just have sex with whoever you want and just be safe and just stop being ashamed to talk about it. And like, yeah, like just, you know how like some, like, but like a few years ago like this is fairly recent like there's some people who i know who are like when we would talk about stuff they'd be like oh my god like ew like no we don't want to talk i'm like dude like we're <laughs> fucking adults here like come on let's talk about sex like i i want to know if you deep throw, if you have a gag reflex i want to know all of it give me all those fucking details don't be ashamed of it how do you see your work contributing to making a positive impact in the world and what motivates you to keep on going? I'll let you take this one first.
1: Ah, uh, this is a good question because I'm going through such like a pivotal career change right now. Um, I've been in retail management for, you know, quite some years. And I am currently going to school um, to become a social worker. Nice. And I just got into the social work field um, that I start this upcoming week. Um, and it's a very fucking hard field to work in and burnout is real and if you're not taking care of yourself like mentally or physically and just emotionally you're gonna feel defeated and I think people need to really remember like why they chose that field and it's just wanting to like advocate for those people who can't like speak up for themselves and help themselves like How do you remind yourself that, like, you're doing this not only to, like, feel like you're making a positive impact, but to just enrich the life of others, I think is, like, why I'm doing this. Because if I can just make a change in one person's life, that's going to mean so fucking much. And hopefully that can lead into, like, just bigger and better things that I want to achieve down the road. And as scared as I am to, like, go into, like, this unknown realm, I think it's where I'm meant to be. And a lot of that has to do with how I grew up. And I just really want it to focus more so on other people than myself because I've already lived it. I've grown out of the environments that I was living in. And I have to remember that, like, you want to set other people up for success and sometimes they just need that guidance.
0: Yeah. Do you agree that everyone should work either retail or like a food service job at least once in their life. Cause I, it's pretty brutal.
1: It's honestly so fucking hard.
0: It's mentally (laughs) draining. It takes up most of your fucking free time. Mm -hmm. And if you're in management,
1: forget about it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly think someone should experience it at least once in their life. It is, Teaches you more about people than you would ever think. Yes. And I think it set me up for like what I'm going to do now because I think I've experienced the worst of the worst. Yeah. I've worked in so many different types of retail from like just like regular chains to very high end retail. Where I've learned that sometimes the higher end are the worst fucking people. Of course. (laughs) How do you like navigate that? And I think I had to just shift my perspective on like just do it because the company's going to take care of them yeah. anyway and take the emotion out of it. Yeah. Get your bag, yeah. learn how to just like roll with the punches and it's going to help you grow as a person and not take everything so personal.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. As shitty as these places are, they do te- like teach you some pretty fucking good skills like to use after like you're, you're done with them. Uh,
1: yeah yeah Uh, i definitely feel like i've grown a lot from those experiences so as brutal as they have been i definitely has helped just strengthen how i like lead just because i've always been like typically in a a managerial role yeah um it's just taught me how like to lead and like how to teach other people how to just navigate it without that emotion because sometimes that that just like drains you
0: yeah yeah it's it's really hard for me sometimes to kind of turn it off cuz I I catch myself bringing that like manager like planning, communication, mentality into my personal life and uh it's it's gotten me like into some fights. I didn't answer the question. I've said this before like even if I can just reach like one person and like make their day and make an impact on them on the topics that i I talk about because this is a horror podcast but it's not just about horror like we've been having some great conversation this episode and whatever we say our like stories or even you first sharing like your your retail journey and then going to social work like even that like if that can inspire someone to just like want to get up and, and do that for themselves then that's then my, my job is done like that's what i want this podcast to like be and i if you're having a bad day I, some of the s- dumb shit that i say i wanted to make you laugh or maybe you're just really into true crime then maybe like yeah like you can just i just want it to be some sort of like positive positive part or play a positive part in someone's life somewhere
1: that's... And I think it definitely does. There's definitely like I look forward to this every Tuesday. You never know what to expect, and yeah. I think it just keeps it exciting. And there's often times where you resonate with something that's being discussed, and uh, or you're learning something new. And I yeah. think that's definitely okay too.
0: Yeah. So tune in every Tuesday at twelve a.m. to the Scream Care podcast. We'll do one more question. One more question. All right. If given the opportunity would you want to know when and how you die? We're closing out this episode with a pretty dark question. So you shoot first.
1: Absolutely not. Um, I am someone who always needs to be in control. And I feel like if I was to know when and how I would want to change that. And I don't feel like I would be able to like, no matter what it would happen. And I'm too fucking anxious. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't want to know. And I think a lot of that stems from when I was little, I used to always say like, I was never going to get old. I was terrified of like aging. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Right. Like turning 30 was so dark for me. Really? (laughs) Yes. I was terrified. I literally sat in my living room listening to 20 something by SZA and dark room i had my friends like not speak to me and i cried what yeah like what? i never like, what, thought i would what, make what it to it 30. 30 just you
0: could like what i don't
1: i don't know maybe i just like wanted to hold on to my youth and like seeing like all these like older people pass away like was terrifying yeah and it's terrifying or like you've, you've i know seen that's like a normal part of older, life is right traumatizing right like i i couldn't even imagine like turning 35 oh my God. Like, but i think that, like as i get older like i'm much more open to it now but i i definitely wouldn't want to know how i die i hope it's like painless yeah. and you know like i've lived a very fulfilling life but if it's like brutal like don't fucking tell me yeah
0: yeah i i, I am pretty much the same as far as the control freak aspect of it but mine's opposite. I would want to know because I want to be able to control and avoid how it would happen. And I am very anxious as, as well, but I don't know. I feel like I would want to know just so I can just
1: mentally prepare that <laughs> oh or
0: just stay, be like clear rivers in a found destination too. go to a padded room and just live on my then She there.
1: left and it happened. So like, can we really control like, yeah, you that don't need, you stay there. <laughs>
0: You stay in that padded room, yeah.
1: You're gonna go crazy. I yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But no, I've I've always I don't know. This is so dark. This is we're gonna get really dark now. But I've always say, and I still st- like say to this day that I'm gonna die young because I'm in my 30s. I'm not ancient. I don't know why. I've always felt like I was gonna die young. I, I yeah, it's so same. dark to think that, but I I I don't know why. That's so weird. You don't know what to say. You're yeah, like, no, oh,
1: I. It's funny that you say that because I think mine stems from like I used to always watch Marilyn Monroe films with my grandma mm-hmm. and I would always talk about how beautiful she was. and She died so like youthful and beautiful. Yeah. And I think I wanted that like I wanted to just feel like I died like still looking my yeah. absolute best. And I didn't want to be remembered for being old. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Like, and I but, was, I don't know. I think that's just what it was.
0: But nowadays, what, like, what is old? What is old to you?
1: I don't know, because I thought 30 was too old. Like, that honestly, not I thought old. I was going Haven't die you heard in my the 30s 20s? or the new 20s? No. Yeah, I've heard it, but I don't believe it.
0: And. <laughs> like, my knees hurt. My back hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> but we still look good in pain. Right. And like 40s are apparently are like the new prime. So that's what I've heard. We haven't even hit our prime yet, allegedly. I feel like I've like peaked though. Like I'm it's all downhill from here. I'm literally just gonna say that. I'm gonna be 33 this year. Like my back hurts. I have a pain on my side and I'm tired right now. Like I'm I'm ready for bed all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, who knows, you know, if my thirties can go a lot more smoothly than I'm anticipating, then I'm here for it. Yeah. on forty. But if fifties start <sighs> getting rough, take me the fuck out, please. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely gonna need like a facelift by the time I'm like <laughs> forty five or something.
1: Oh, I always think there's room for improvement. So I am yeah. always down like if you don't love something about yourself, change it. Yeah. Fix it. We'll see. Freeze it.
0: <laughs> we'll see when I when, when we get there. But on that note, We are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, uh, Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come sit with me and chat. But yeah, thank you so much.
1: No, thank you for having me. I honestly had so much fun, and hopefully, we can do it again.
0: Of course, we will. We will. But thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I appreciate you all so much. And until next time, bye. bye. on this episode's cases and stories are of those involved and not of the Scream Queer Podcast.